The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. This is a bit of a change of tack from the first hour of the program, but Friday is World Egg Day, and on the line we've got an egg farmer from Geelong who's... um, put together a bit of an interesting concept which I first read about last year um, but it's about smoked eggs and I want to find out how it actually works and how it changes the nature of eggs in the food industry. On the line we've got Australian egg farmer from uh, just down the road, Julie Koss. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Mitchell. So what's your background and I suppose how did this whole idea of smoked eggs come about? So my background is I'm um, a a chef. I've had a catering business and uh, we brought a farm probably 18 years ago in Finesford in Geelong and we decided to do um, egg production and with all the labelling debates and uh, all the problems with, you know, we do a premium free range egg, we own Cozzy's free range egg, we decided that we needed to diversify. Uh, and it was very, very hard to find something to do. And I happened to have brought my husband a smoker for our 30th wedding anniversary, which was six years ago today. And we come across smoking eggs. Um, and when we tasted the smoke and the actual, we cracked open an egg, the flavour of the, the smoke and the egg, it was a marriage made in heaven. It's like eating bacon and eggs, basically. Mm. So how does it work? You put it in the smoker for how long? So we have to put it in the, uh, the smoker for uh, quite a few hours. It's a um, precise equation of time, temperature, humidity, volume of smoke versus volume of product with the size of our chamber where we can do hundreds of thousands of eggs at a time. We actually smoke it for 18 hours. I see. And then what happens to the egg after that in that do you still need to then cook it or fry it or poach it or is it ready to go? Absolutely, and thank you for asking that question. It is certainly still raw. We actually use a non, a brand new non-thermal uh, food preservation method, which we didn't realise that we, we, you know, we're going, we're, we're developing. So it means that we're able to, we're the first people in the world that are actually able to smoke product in a chilled environment. So we don't actually break down the structure of the cells of the product of the food. So the egg remains raw. It isn't cooked like pasteurised eggs. They actually put it into boiling water and then they pull it out quickly and then reduce the temperature. So they've actually started the cooking process, which breaks down all the proteins. That doesn't happen with our non-thermal food preservation method. And then what happens to the shelf life of the eggs? Because I remember back in the day, uh, and it wasn't that long ago, when eggs used to be just kept on the shelf. They weren't refrigerated in supermarkets and then they became all refrigerated. So it does seem like in recent times there's been sort of a focus to keep them chilled. But um, how does it change the shelf life of an egg if you've smoked it? So if I've smoked it, at the moment we've got it to 35 weeks, which is I think 210 days roughly, um, with no bacteria growth. Now we haven't tested further. We've also inoculated the eggs with salmonella and we've been able to successfully continually kill the salmonella on the shell of the egg and we've all even killed it on the inside of the egg but to do more testing that's like a hundred thousand dollars and so we've just commercialized that's something we haven't done at the moment but that is why the egg industry are moving towards putting eggs in shells because overseas salmonella is found inside the egg Mm. and up until the last outbreak of salmonella in Australia it's always been on the outside of the egg 
So it's now put in a new focus. Now, if you can maintain eggs at in a fridge, so our eggs are fine to be left outside, um, but if there happens to be salmonella in an egg that hasn't been processed, the salmonella grows at a rapid rate. That's why they suggest you refrigerate eggs. I see. Um, the 210 days, was that refrigerated or just kept at air temperature? That was at, at, that was at uh, ambient temperature, so that was probably 16 to 18 degrees. Mm. Well, that does make it a bit different, doesn't it? Because uh, I know a lot of people have told, for the reasons you've mentioned, you've got to keep your eggs in the fridge now. Absolutely, absolutely. And look, and we're, because of that, we're actually selling um, licenses overseas with, with our new technology. So we've sold to the Netherlands, we've sold to America. Um, the Netherlands have got up and running and that has created you know, a massive effect. So we've got now talking to people in France, Switzerland, Germany, and also the UK. Fantastic. Um, in terms of your distribution channels here, are you going into supermarkets? Can people get it on the shelves or is it still very much a farm gate sort of arrangement? No, no, not at all. We've actually just gone into Woolworths and we're doing really well. And actually this week, this weekend for World Egg Day, it's actually unfortunately not in a Geelong supermarket because uh, we sell our locally grown eggs in, in Woolworths, all of Geelong. But the smoked eggs are in... 100 stores across Australia, so the Eastern Seaboard of Australia, and they've got half-price specials uh, this week, so people will be, you know, it's a new product, they can try the product, uh, and for World Egg Day, we're giving free free uh, eggs. Uh, it, sorry, we have price eggs, yeah. It would be very interesting to try it and see how it tastes compared to other eggs, because you said it's a bit like bacon and eggs without the bacon. Um, and you've, I think, got a few recipes, like you said, it goes in a nice carbonara, for example. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And, you know, even in pavlova, with a beautiful smoky pavlova flavour, but it takes all the sweetness away. Um, I do a beautiful lemon curd um, or a, um, a, a smoky chocolate souffle as well. Mm. Um, we were actually just talking to uh, the MP from the Animal Justice Party, Andy Medic, yesterday, and he was mentioning free range as an issue, and I suppose it's timely in the lead-up to World Egg Day, but um, there are a number of different labels around eggs, and he was talking about the fact that people are apparently quite happy to vote with their wallet and buy free range, but you mentioned a term there, premium free range, as opposed to just regular free range. So I guess the question is, how do people make an informed choice when they're going to buy eggs at the supermarket to make sure that uh, what they're getting is actually free range or ethical? Uh, wonderful question. And I think what you need to look at is we do a pastured system. So there's a general a free range system. And I was involved in Treasury um, at the labelling debate uh, for Choice Magazine. And we fought really, really hard and we didn't actually win. We feel that there's uh, so many varieties of production systems with the falls within the free range system. So the government made it that you could call your birds free range as long as they had access to an outside range for a few hours a day. And also um, that they limited it to 10,000 birds per hectare. Now, a lot of really good boutique farmers can't so everything's automated in that system, but a boutique farmer can't automate things like that because we have movable sheds. So our chickens are on fresh pasture every few weeks um, and their eggs taste a lot creamier and a lot different. We So we have to hand pick the eggs. We have to hand grade the eggs. Nothing is automated. And also we run our birds at 750 to 1,500 birds per hectare. That's a very big difference to 10,000 birds per hectare because a bird isn't stressed. 
And if our hens are happy, we, I believe we get a better quality product and our, our chickens don't get sick. Is it a big price premium just in general? Does it cost a lot more to run it at that level with the, the stocking densities and things? Or um, is it actually quite a substantial impost on the industry if everything, for example, was to be made free range? Listen, to be honest, it is a lot more expensive to run a pasture system. I mean, my husband goes out to the sheds probably five times a day. So he'll go out, open up and let the birds out. He'll then go and move the sheds. He'll then go and feed the sheds. He'll then go and collect the eggs. He'll then go and check on the sheds and lock up the nesting boxes in the afternoon. And then he'll go and lock the chickens up at night when they've gone in. So it is a lot more expensive. Now, in saying that, people are paying for a premium product and it shows in the price. However, I'm not saying that other production systems are better or worse. What I'm saying is that people need to know that there are different production systems and Australia cannot feed the masses of people and the eggs required by our free, free range premium free range system. It is a premium product. Mm. That's a sad thought in a way that it's actually not possible to meet the demand if everything was to go free. And I suppose there's a difference between free range and premium free range. But I suppose and that is why that is why we weren't given that title at Treasury. We needed to make it so if everyone decided to go free range, we could still feed the masses. And that's why that decision was made. And I think it was a correct decision. But I think they should have had a premium free range in there. It should have been free range and premium free range. Because I believe that uh, Woolworths and perhaps other supermarkets at one point said they were going to get rid of caged eggs and then I believe they went backwards on that and then I think they've now come back in and said their long-term plan is to phase out caged eggs. That's right, is it? Yep. Yes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely right, absolutely. So it would be possible, would it, to cater for all of the demand by having some sort of free range, just not premium free range? Correct, and also barn laid. Um, if they don't want it, you know, caged, uh, you know... I mean, it's it's a really really hard decision. I choose to let my chickens be chickens, but, and they were they were born to run round. And um, you know, I think the other thing is people need to remember that one egg a day, like because of our smoked eggs, we started speaking with the Gates Foundation. One egg a day will will there's enough protein and nutrients in it. So nature's uh, daily capsule, vitamin capsule, it will stop people from dying. You won't thrive on one egg a day, but you will continue to live. Well, that's good to know. Just uh, on the point about um, free range, I'm just wondering, how do you prevent the issues around disease? Because I hear that's one of the big arguments and people talk about barn laid or cage eggs. It's about trying to keep the uh, the flock of chickens safe, if that's the, the term okay. you use. Um, so what in do my, you do? In my experience and opinion and it's only mine because we never ever have problems with our with our our flock we've been in business 18 years and because we move them every every two or three weeks we're on fresh pasture so we don't have disease problems it's when you've got the free range which is your 10,000 birds per hectare and they're actually on the same plot of ground for six months to 12 months of the year that's when you're going to get a problem Mm. Well, thank you very much for being on the program. Hopefully we do see smoked eggs here in Geelong at some point just so that people have the opportunity to try it out and see what it's actually like. But it sounds like a great invention and congratulations on taking a Geelong idea overseas. I mean, that's huge for us down here. So well done. Thank you very much for your support and I'll make sure I'll drop some off for you to try. <laughs> That'd be great. Thank you very much. Um, Julie Cost there, who has invented this concept of the smoked egg, which I think is fascinating. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. 
Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.